Hey everybody, this is Corey Chapman from Money Talk LA, another episode of Money Talk LA. Real people, real money, real talk. So look, I thought I'd do something a little bit different today. I got some buddies of mine that I've known for many years and stuff, and we were just sitting down talking about anything and everything from life, success, money, wealth, business, and everything in between, family, life, and kids. And I thought this would be a really cool conversation to be audio taped and videotaped. So I thought I'd put it on the podcast. So I got a couple of my boys on the line today, and this will be a no holes bar. So if you got sensitive ears, you might not want to listen to this one. I'm just say this one all right? There might be some real conversations in here. Remember I said real talk. All right. With that being said, I got my boys all over. I got my brother in the far right-hand corner, and it's Kyle Chapman down there. Wave, Kyle. He's good. Hey. I got Jared Coleman up at the top left up there. What this up? Guy. I guess my boy Fabian Chichester. And we got a couple other boys that might be just chime in. So they hop in, you guys get a chance to hear where you're at. So, guys, uh, thanks for jumping on this call. I thought this would be kind of fun, some impromptu. You can totally tell we're bored, right? Because we got nothing else better to do right now. We're <laughs> some mess, right? So, why not have at it, right? Oh, here comes that other knucklehead, Baron Murdoch over there. Don't know how to work hey. on technology, okay? I see him chiming in right now, right? Hey. <laughs> I'm recording. So, so Baron, turn, turn, turn your uh, your camera on, B. Anyway, so let's start the conversation out there. Fave, you and I were just chatting a few minutes ago, and we started talking about success, right? And all of us are entrepreneurs in our own rights. We do different things, and we make pretty good money at what we do. We we have done pretty well in our lives, but you know, Fabian asked a question. I'm gonna poise this question out to everybody on the phone right now. Fabian said that, do you really think that? the it factor is something that can be taught or is something that you just have in you. So I'm going to throw that out to everybody on the call right now and see what your thoughts are. You know, when it comes to the it factor, we're talking about can some people become a true entrepreneur and be successful at it? Or is it something that you just built inside of you? You know, like there are people out there right now and Fabian calls them the, the working class or the worker bees, right? The people who get a paycheck every month and they work to get their paycheck. But unfortunately, as they're going out there to get that paycheck, they don't know how to necessarily, you know, make it in this hard climate right now what's going on. But people who are entrepreneurs we know how to hustle we know how to grind we know how to go out there and make it happen so let me throw that out there on the on the panel man anybody got any thoughts on that you want to hear mine again or you want yeah, to ask yours because you're online now <laughs> well i mean i mean hey, for Baron, me, yours I, out baby i mean for me i always i always say if, if, if i could tap into finding what everybody's it factor is i would be the next tony robbins and that's that's the key it's like is it something that is a God gift? Is it something that could be learned? Or is it just like you either got it or you don't, you don't have it? I mean, I, I find my, my personal self that I, I attract other guys that, that have it. And I don't know if that, that is just something because we see it in each other or, or is this something that happens organically, you know? Um, but to me, the it factor is someone that no matter what the situation is, they're not going to allow their lifestyle to change because of what's happening around them. So they control their lifestyle. They control their destiny and not being, not being controlled by others. And when others try to implement other things, they're able to adapt without even, without even having to go to school to learn to adapt or learn a new trade or so forth. That's what I think it is. So, D, what do you think, man? I, you know, it's because I, I sit here and I think, you know, 
I got to kill what I got to eat every morning. You know what I mean? Right. At the end of the day, I don't, there's no one writing a paycheck for me. There's no one getting up and saying, here's your guaranteed salary, Corey. You know, right. I hope you're going to be happy with your two week vacation. You know, that I'm going to pay for. <laughs> I ain't got that kind of life. Okay. I'm just saying. So for right. real talk here, you know, I mean, D, I know you've been out there hustling. I mean, that's how we first met, you know, so yep. give me your insight, man. Well, I certainly think that, uh, you, you either have it or you don't uh, when it comes to uh, success in terms of that drive, that vigor, when you get up hungry, like I get up hungry every day. Therefore, you know, I'm going to make something happen every single day. But, and not a lot of people, I, and I, I'm in the people business, so I deal with a lot of people and talk to a lot of people, interview a lot of people. And what I recognize is that not everybody has that same drive in, in an effort to become successful for the, when, when things change and be able to pivot to do something else and figure out a new strategy. I don't, I do know a lot of people, you know, you guys included uh, that I connect with, but we all have that same drive. And so, but we look at others and we don't see the same drive. So I think you either have it, you either want it, or I, I'm not so sure you can be taught it unless you're going to work it and, and work it every day and, and aim that. I mean, but I just wake up hungry every single day. And I just don't know any other way to be successful, but then to drive and press through whatever is going on in, in life, in the world, we'll figure it out, we'll make it happen. Every month, I say this to my team, every month, I don't know exactly where I'm gonna, I'll use our, in our business, close a deal, a transaction, but I know a transaction will be closed. But that's something I really believe. And right. so therefore it manifests in my life. Uh, every day yeah no I, I agree 100% on that you know I think it's real talk because I think at the end of the day you know we when we get up in the morning we know one thing we have got to find something that we can close to either bring a check into our house or right. our family like there's no option right it's kind of like that conversation or that analogy they talk about about burning the bridge behind you right right there's no going back right we no. don't have that option anymore oh, we gotta we gotta keep driving forward and moving Agreed. forward right so I think that is definitely a big part of entrepreneurship but let me ask another question then about that then do you think that as a whole that as an entrepreneur do you think that the hustle, right, that we've been taught and, and how we were brought up as maybe children has played a big role in that process? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that over to you, Kyle. Man, what are your thoughts on that, man? Uh, you know, because I know you and I were brought up in the same household and we, you know, we both separated and we left mom at an early age. And stuff, but I know everyone has a different driving point, man. So what are your thoughts around that? Just figured out how to turn the video. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, man. It's all good. Hey, this is my first time on one of these calls, man. So excuse my techn technological illiteracy. All right. So the conversation that I just left off at is simply this. Like, how important do you guys think is your upbringing, right, when it comes to the drive and the hustle? Like, I think that at the end of the day, Hello. a lot of people out there don't have that drive and don't have that hustle. They don't know how to make things happen. So, you know, for me, I know I was raised by a single mom, and we had to do what we had to do. And, and she taught us work ethic, you know, how to go out there and make it happen. There was no excuse, right? We had to go do whatever it was, you know, had to do to make it happen. So, you know, I'm going to throw that out to Kyle and to Baron both, and let me get your insights and your thoughts around that. Baron, I'll start with you first. Okay. Well, I got some, some serious thoughts about that. Um, I grew up in a two-parent two household, and my dad was an entrepreneur. Um, and it's one thing to grow up in a two-parent household, and you have a successful father that's an entrepreneur, but it doesn't mean that they teach you anything. 
meaning that they can give you an example of what they go out and do every day. He would give me checks to go to the bank. Oh, here's a check for $50,000, $60,000, go make a deposit. But he doesn't explain to me the, the value of the money. How, how am I making this money? How am I managing this money? And when I got older, I got to work, work in the office with the CPA and I knew how much money at the max that he had in a given town at a given time. My time in the investment business, he never invested a single dime with me, not one. 17 years in the investment business. So it's a matter of you may have family members that have success in certain things, but they don't share certain information with you. So if they don't share the information with you to empower you, how can you expect to get ahead? And that's one of the, I think, the family issues that people of color have is that people reach a certain level of success and they don't really, they don't really tell you. It's like a secret. You know, you got to figure it out on your own. Well, you know, I mean, I remember calling John Johnson, the guy who was the founder of Ebony Magazine, and we both were from Arkansas originally. I didn't know him, but my office is downtown Chicago. He said, Murdoch, you got to stop calling me because I got my own kitchen, my own personal chef. I don't have time to go to lunch with you. I got people making my lunch. I don't need to see you. Hold that on. was an actual Let me pause. Let me pause for a minute. Let me pause for a second. Because, like, like, okay, so I, I'm hearing what you're saying here, and it sounds like you said that, you know, uh, people who are successful in this sense, sometimes they don't share their insight and their thoughts around it, and they don't want to share their insights and thoughts. I kind of felt a different way, and I'm going to tell you why I say that, man. I circle myself around a lot of successful people, and I know that I have a, a tremendous amount of mentors that I reach out to, and I think that depending on who the person is will determine whether or not they're willing to share information. If they're an, excuse my friends, if they're an asshole, they're going to be an asshole with money, right? But if they've always been a good person willing to share and give their insight, I've learned that a lot of people out there realize that there's enough money out there to be made for everybody. And anyone who's ever been successful that I've been around have shared their insights and their thoughts on how to become more successful. So I think it's about finding and looking after to find the right person that can be your mentor who's willing to share that. I, in your situation, I, I'm sorry to hear that your dad didn't share as much and the knowledge and information and that and then the person you were reaching out to. But I also think from a cultural standpoint, right, as black people, sometimes we've always been taught how to hold on to things and we don't want to give it away, right? Because we got the special sauce. But sometimes that special sauce only grows bigger when we share it, right? When we kind of get it out there and let other people know that we're helping each other up and learning the process. Because I think that's what we have to do more as a whole, which is the whole reason why I'm doing Money Talk LA, right? It's around us learning and learning from each other that we can share those thoughts and insights to bring people to that next level. How you want to dive in a little bit on this one, man? Yeah, can, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, great. Yeah, I think it's it's a learned behavior. Um, you know, something that you either gonna be taught formally or you're gonna you're gonna pick it up from what you see. You know, kids emulate what they see from their parents or their environment. And so, you know, we we may want to get a certain type of education or think that our parents or somebody is supposed to give us a certain type of education um or lessons learned, um, but they're actually teaching us the Miyagi way is what I, I like to call it. You know, the wax on, wax off. You know, it may not be the way you thought it should have been as far as how you should learn it, but it's the best way that they gave it to you. And if you wise enough and you look back at it, those lessons you learned as a child, cashing those fifty dollar, you know, thousand dollar check prepared you to cash your own, to, you know, deposit your own, to actually want and go get your own. You yeah, know, real so, talk. I mean, you, yeah. you're absolutely right, man. You know, I always tell people that you don't know what you don't know, right? But right. 
by you being exposed to the fact that you could even see a $50,000 check. I don't know about y'all, but I never saw no $50,000 check when I was a kid. Okay. I'm no. like, really? That was, I mean, that was unheard of in our neighborhood. You know, $50,000, like the fact that you even knew that there was something possible that would be a $50,000 check, if nothing else should have expired your mind to think bigger than most people were. Like I was thinking $1,000 was a big deal back in my day. You know, you now had been exposed to something that was $50,000 and had access to know that that is even, even possible. Not only that it was possible, but you saw a black man doing it as well which is even bigger to me, right? So yeah, they didn't necessarily give you all the insight and the training and teaching and knowledge that came from it. But I think what I would have took from that is that it's still possible, right? That's my thought anyway. So I would say this, it's kind of like, you know, one thing with you, um, Fabian, I know you and Fabian for sure, but when you guys are as successful as you've been and you have children, you see how children who grow up with successful parents, you take it for granted how successful your parents are sure. and you don't realize what it took for them to get that success. All you do is sit back and marinate in all the access that you have to the things that you want. And you're not really aspiring to get more because pretty much all your needs are met. True that. True that. I, I, I think that's real. That's real talk. Um, D what you think, uh, D? Well, I, I think that um, from, from perspective, I and it resonated with me when you when you said he's had the fifty thousand dollar check. That's the whole reason that I got into sales was I was in with an insurance company in in the compliance department. And I got a, I had to look at all the monthly commissions that all the sales guys were making, and they were like in the nineties, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a month in commission. And when I was exposed to that. I took my, my direction went a whole nother path from that point. Cause I was like, if they can do it, I want to make as much as I can. I would like to cash checks like that. I see the way they live. And so I think just when you're exposed to things like that, it does <clears throat> brighten your horizon. And, and, and if you have that, that drive, if you have that uh, it factor, I think to, to just everyday drive toward that, you can make it happen. I mean, I, I just, I took a leap of faith after that and said, this is, <laughs> this is not me. I, I can't allow any company to put um, their, uh, to put, to dictate my financial uh, freedom and success. I will never do it. That's just, I that's, can't. That's real. That's real. You know, it's so that's funny. I, I, the other day, I, my wife and I, a couple of weeks, months back or whatever, we went, as long as we lived in California, we've never uh, went out and did that hop on, hop on bus kind of thing or whatever. And we ended up doing the hop on, hop on bus to go through the Beverly Hills kind of star states kind of thing or whatever in California. And what was interesting is, you know, I feel that we were, my wife and I, I feel like we're at a, a level right now of success that I think we're, we're very blessed, right? We're at a really good level. But it's funny how until you see someone else's stuff, you then start to see that you're not at the level you need to be at, right? There's always more to get out there, right? And I think for me, when I was flying around or driving around and going through those neighborhoods, like I saw houses that were the size of a block long that I was sitting there thinking to myself, okay, I haven't arrived as much as I thought I had because at the end of the day, I was still not at that level. So for me, you know, it was something to aspire to because you see something out there. And, you know, Fabe, I know you, Fabian, when it came down time for you thinking about, you know, your levels of success and things you did, you had a father that was also in the industry, right? And, uh, you know, so it had to give you some odds and some insights on how to drive and grow and what you want to do from there. So they want you to share some insights some thoughts, man. We don't have as much influence on success as we think. And this is my personal opinion. I think what happens is who you surround yourself as a kid, your friends 
your friends and your association is going to be what you're going to be. Where they always say, and I'm not going to talk biblical stuff, but they got that thing, um, a birds of a feather flock together. So you could come from a great home that's successful with parents and so forth. If you're hanging around, you know, Johnny Good lately, and that's your best friend, your, your parents could be successful and have a whole bunch of money. But Johnny Good lately is going to have more influence on you and your outcome. So I think as parents, where, where, we, where we get from our parents is more of like, like our education of, of, of whether it's faith, whether it's being a person or so forth. But your, your childhood upbringing with your friends, who you choose to associate with is going to really dictate where you're going to go in life. So there's a saying that they say that the five friends or the five closest people to you will determine that, that your, uh, your income, right? So, right. I, so what you're kind of saying there, it kind of ties right into that, right? Who you circle yourself around what will really determine your, house, your income and your cash flow is going into your household. I'm always a firm believer that I want to be the, the dumbest person in my circle, right? I don't want to be the right. sharpest because I need to learn, right? I don't want to be the one that's always giving the advice. I need someone to give me advice so I can grow as well and make more money and have better in my lifestyle. So talk about that, guys. I mean, where are your thoughts at around that? I think you're absolutely right, Corey, in terms of your circle. If I look back at the guys that I ran track and played football with in high school, my two best friends, um, they have the same last name, Jordan. They both went to college, so we all went to college. Uh, one ended up getting his MBA. But I think it's about, like you said, it's about how you guys make each other accountable. And if you're young enough, well, not if you're young enough, if you're smart enough at a young age to say, hey, this is what we're going to do as a team or as a group, or as a peer group, just like we're adults now, we can make a decision that what we're going to build together. Because it's one thing to have conversation, but it's another thing to make decisions that impact each other's lives in a positive way. Whether it's cross-referring business, whether it's building a whole new venture together, there has to be some goal-oriented uh, aspiration behind, behind the conversation. Real talk, real talk. So let, let's dive a little bit into family life, man. I think we talked a little bit about business and success and kind of what the driving point is for that. Let's talk a little bit about family, man. How important is family? Like how important is it to have, and I'm just going to be real, how important is it to have a good woman in your life? Because I think that's a big thing. Oh, I think man, all let, of me, us. Let, let me get the mic on that. <laughs> so, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to mute everybody's line out. Before you talk, just unmute yourself, all right, so we don't get the background noise. But, yeah, that's the real talk. Let's talk a little bit about family life and having a good woman. And since Baron's so excited about it, let's let him jump in first. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, um, me being from the Midwest and coming to California, not being from California, um, my ex is from, my ex-wife is from California, a uh, really good person. But I would tell you, everybody who's I, who I've seen as being really successful, Corey being one of the main ones, when you have that level of success, it's because you got a ride or die woman that's motivating you, inspiring you. That's why you're getting across the finish line every day. <laughs> because every day you got to look at that face and say, oh, man, I got to hit the ground running. And I, yeah. I'm telling you, that right combination in your life, it, it's, it's, it's the secret to success, in my opinion. Nice, nice. D, you got comments? Yes, I think that's critically important. One, one of my driving motivators is, is, you know, my family, my wife. It's like, you know, every day, you know, she actually ho holds me accountable for some of the things I say, hey, I'm going to do work on this and work on that and she'll follow up and say hey how's that going <laughs> you know and so i think you're your accountability partner huh? <laughs> that's my accountability partner if i say i'm going to do something and we hold each other accountable but i think it you know and, and we've already you know 22 plus years married and it's just 
I, it, she's just been the best partner, which helps me drive every day. I just, she just, it's, it's one of my motivations, one of my inspirations uh, that I just want to make sure it's, it's tight and right every day. Every, anything in my power, I want to make it happen. Nice, nice. How about you, Kyle? Well, you know, <laughs> I've had, I've had, I've had the experience of bad and, and broke, <laughs> and I must say, it is true. Having having a good woman behind you and supporting you, um, and what you do will elevate, you know, your whole mindset. And I never thought that I could be on the level that I'm on when it comes to photography and and you know being a creative and doing those things until i had somebody that was like yo get that camera yo get out right. there take them pictures hey um man i love what you're doing that's great can you do this and challenging you and it was like all right you did la fashion week negro you need to get out there and do new york fashion week you know it, it, it's that 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 constant you know what you gonna do next willis you know and and having that support like yo what you need me to do and you tell them and they dare supporting you it's a recipe for success so you know like i said earlier i had i had the experience of not having that support and not really being able to hit my mark and having a, a low ceiling um but when you had that support of that good woman you know and they say behind every great man is a greater woman you know having that that support and having that person that look at you and you look at them and you go you know i can't disappoint that you know, so I'm, I got to go out there and eat. They look hungry. I got to go feed it, you know, and so I got to go out there and do what I got to do. So, yeah. Dave, I know, you know, I know you feel just as, uh, as everyone else on this phone is, I know you, Bobby, have, have connected in such a different way. And it's good to watch you guys from afar, man. Like I, like I said, I, I've been there at the beginning and I got a chance to see you go through your change and your, your evolution, as I like to call it, right? Um, so dive in and tell me about it, the importance, man. I know you said a little bit about it this morning, but I know she's probably right in that room. You get to hear all the good stuff now. <laughs> yeah, well, she's, in, she's in the other room. But I'm going to take it a, a, step, a step farther. And, and I get into, this is where this is where I have a lot of issues. And I get into a lot of like friends and so forth. Because the majority of people I come across um, that are married, I'm going to say it doesn't have to be a wife. It could be, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're into men, if you're into whatever it is, whoever that other person is, so let's just use that other significant other in your life. Okay. Right, right. Um, I think, I think we'll be doing an injustice by not accepting the world that we live in. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but for me, it would be my wife. I think where I think a lot of people fall short is once they have children, they live their life for their kids. Come on. And that's, to me, that's the biggest horse crap in the world. I love my daughters. I want the best for my daughter, but I'll tell you right now, I do not live my life for my daughter. But what I will tell you is I do live my life for my significant other. Because my daughters are going to go and find some man and they're going to go into their lives. And I'll be the old man. I'll be lucky if they call me because most children, you're, 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 you're blessed. If you could get an Obama, you're blessed. If you could get a LeBron, you're blessed. If you could get a, you know, uh, 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 a figure child that is just the ultimate kid. That percentage is less than 1% in the world. So when you go and dedicate your life just for your children, and I'm doing this all for my children, chances are you're lucky if one of those kids that you have turns out to be everything you wanted. You're lucky, you know? But I think when you find someone that loves you 
and that you could dedicate your life and let you be what you want. That's the first key to any man being successful is living your life for you first, living your life for that other person that is your ride or die, like Byron, um, um, Byron said, because you need that. You need, you need to have your biggest fan of whatever you want. And your kids are going to love you whether you're a loser, whether you're a winner, whether you're whatever. They're going to love you. But that person that's with you is going to be like, hey, man, you're getting fat or you're getting skinny or you're getting this. And they're going to be <laughs> accountable because your kids don't make you accountable. Yeah, they can't. They're your children. So I think I think it, it's that's the key to any successful person for me is you first, your significant other second and everything else falls into place. And that's real talk. You know, it, it, it's funny because I was having this conversation with my son the other day and I told him, I said, see, here's the one thing you got to understand. I chose your mom. That's who I want to be right. with for the rest of my life. Right. At the end of the day. Right. And at the end of the day, I want you to understand that when you finally find that person that's your ride or die, your woman, right? I can't be mad at you when you're like, dad, I'm, I'm going with her and I'm siding with her because honestly, that's what you're supposed to do because that's your new woman. That's your wife. That's the person that you chose to make that this is going to be your everything for. But understand this, that with Lila and I, ain't no one come between us and that's real talk not even my kids and i'll be the first one to tell them i'm like um okay about that time y'all should wrap up <laughs> you know it's time we gotta go because <laughs> you can't start messing with my relationship that's just real talk so no i 100 believe that and i think most relationships when you find that one that one that you know no matter what goes on you guys will be rocking in each other's corner no matter what that is hard to find but once you find it you got to hold on to it for dear life for sure yeah i, I I give my kids, everybody has 18 years and three hours because they only have three <laughs> hours worth of stuff to get out. So after 18 years, they got to go. And that's because we're, we're getting to the point where we want to have us. Quality time you know? for us. And so yeah. we're counting down and getting them out. So there's no lingering. There's no, you know, wait till they get it. You got 18 years. You know, you go to college, you go Look, to that, that sounds good. You gotta go. Tell <laughs> but you gotta go. Well, I got I got one out. I got another one that's out but had to come back because of yeah, the Yeah, I was gonna say, but... wait, the, the going out and coming back, that don't mean they out there, okay? You ain't out of your life. Okay. You know, she left her she had, and she tells me she got credit because she left a year early. You know, so, <laughs> <laughs> she's working on that credit that's now. That's real time. You know, but um, you know, but really it should not be about the kids if your relationship your marriage is all about the kids once the kids go your relationship is gone and that's where you see a lot of marriages in you know after being married for 25 30 plus years is because the kids left and that was the basis of that whole relationship for sure for sure you know so that's what i i refuse they gotta go you know that's why we'll we'll pick up and we'll leave for the whole day <laughs> you know, it's just me and her. You know, because that's I tell them, hey, we're married. You know, me and mom, not y'all. <laughs> you know, so for sure, you know, for hey. sure. Yeah, that's real. So let me ask a question. So you know, I hear different things about different families and, and different ways that you know husband and wife handle finances and money. So and I thought since I got a majority of you guys on the phone that are entrepreneurs, that are wealth managers, that are investors and stuff like that. Tell me your thoughts about money, man. Do you believe that 
when it comes to money that uh, you guys are on the same page, maybe have a joint account and all the money flows into the joint account and then you pay all your bills through that? Or uh, does each person have their own individual account and then she pays part of the bills out of her account and you pay part of the bills out of your account? Because I get this all the time. A lot of my you know, clients and people who are listening to my podcast asking me like, how, do, how does the family handle money and finance? I know my thoughts and I'll share that at the end, but I like to hear what you guys all think and stuff when it comes to dealing with money and finances. D, how about um, you first? Oh, go ahead, Pete. Well, for me, I, I think when it comes to money and finance, there's there, if two people are the are the are the 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 king lying with the money, it's not gonna work, right? I know how to make money. I know how to put money away. I know how to make other people a lot of money, but I also know how to spend money. You're right. So I'm lucky to where I can say, here's the money. I pass it on to her because I trust her that she's going to do what's right for the family. So that works for my, my household. So as of like bringing in the bread, I'm the guy. As of dispensing the money and doing what you have to do. Now, don't get me wrong. I have my own account. She has her own account. We have joint accounts and all that type of stuff. But as of like all the bills and so forth, my wife oh. is, the, is the better of the two to handle that. And I think each relationship needs to figure out who's the better of the two to manage the money. You know, and you got to be true with yourself just because I make them and I, I can't be like, well, I got it. And here's a little bit for you. And I'm paying the bills and, and she don't know what's what's kind of going on. So I think that question, there's no right or wrong answer. That. But the right answer is, listen, choose if, if this is really your ride or die. You don't have to be fearful of her stealing from you. Right. Right. If this is your ride or die, you guys got to choose. Hey, who's the best to manage this money? And it might be you, it might be you, which is not, not a problem. But I think in that, that, the answer to that question, when people ask, what is it? If you're fearful to show your wife what you make or to handle the money, she's not the one. Do that. You know? And if she's over there spending all your money and she has no respect for the hard work you're doing, then you're not the one, mm-hmm. you know? So that's my personal take on that. You know, it's funny that you said that, and so that, because I, I think that's a common denominator. I think all of us who are in the financial world, we don't want to handle the money on the outside because I'm the Correct. same way. I'm like, let me just keep what I need to have for me. You handle all the rest of it, okay? So you Correct. handle. I don't even want to know, okay? I'm right. like, I pay. People call the house and they be like, um, "Who do we need to talk to?" Oh, that's Delilah. <laughs> okay, you talk to her about that. I right. don't know. All right, but yeah, no, that's real talk. Um, any other thoughts, guys? Anybody else want to throw out there? I just think that it's uh, certainly, you know, for every marriage, whoever's the best at handling the, the finances in the home account, you know, that person, if you, if you, you shouldn't have married the person if you don't trust them. But at the same token, if you get two people that don't know how to spend money, you guys right. aren't going to have a good life. You know, so you got to, you got to, you know, nominate who's the best at for it and who can, who can do it. And sometimes it's, it's male, sometimes it's female. It just depends on, you know, the cards you're dealt. And I think that, that's a recipe for success. If you just recognize who should do what uh, and let the person do their thing. Right. True that. True that. That's good stuff. So let me ask you guys a question. So when it comes to, you know, your children, right? So all of us have kids and, uh, and, and we know that we try to model our kids that things that we think are successful, right? What are you guys thoughts around modeling? And more importantly, what are you instilling in your children right now that you think is important that every parent should really be instilling in their children to kind of move them into the right direction when it comes to dealing with the world, finances, business, and everything else. So I'd like to share some ideas and some thoughts around that, guys. 
Well, Kyle? for me, for me, um, I, I teach my kids uh, failure is not an option. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we don't give up because that's the only true failure is when you give up. Things are going to happen. You're going to be successful. You're going to have your, your times when you're not successful. You're going to take risks that are going to pay off and you're going to take risks that's not going to pay off. You know, but the most important thing is that you live. We, in our house, our motto is live, love, and laugh, and laugh right? So we, we love the life that we live. We live it to the fullest, and we laugh at everything else, you know, and it, don't sweat it, you know. So it's just really understanding that you don't give up on what you're doing. If you're going to do it, be the best at it, you know. And I think that's something that me and Corey have, you know, that, you know, that was instilled into us. You know, we're going to do it, be 100% with it. If you're not going to be 100% with it, then why are you wasting the time? Um, you know, and so just really not giving up on yourself and really believing and saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go for it. And I'm going to do it. And I'm going to have my ups. I'm going to have my downs. That's just part of life. But I'm not going to quit. B, what about you, Baron? Uh, I think Fabian mentioned if you had a child that was like uh, LeBron or, you know, a superstar. And I want to go to say that, you know, of course, your children, you want to impart what he was saying in terms of the value of acceptance, acceptance of who they are, who they, who they, what gifts they have, because you don't know, even though your child doesn't immediately present themselves to be that LeBron or whatever, you don't know how valuable that child can be, but you don't know the blessings that come into your life just by you having that child. Right. I have a child that has special needs. So I won't be able to walk my daughter down the aisle, typically like maybe some of you guys' daughters. I won't be able to see her have children or grandchildren. But there's something unique about my child that is beyond what you immediately see. And the blessings that come into your life, sometimes it may be as a result of that particular person. So I think it's, it's about basically pouring as many experiences as you can into your children and then letting them grow into whoever they are because there is no one way to do anything and you don't know how they're going to flourish and you don't know all the things that they're going to teach you because there's been moments that I got teary-eyed just from some skills and abilities that I saw my daughter have and I didn't know she could do that and I was like wow so you just never know and it makes you work harder because it makes you know what your capabilities are maybe what the other person's deficiencies are and it makes you realize how blessed you are and you go out there, you got to really, you really got to give it your all. And I never told my daughter that she has a disability her entire life. So she doesn't even know. So my whole thing is there are no limits. The limits are what we create around ourselves and around our family. If we don't give many limits, we don't know how high they can go. Right. Right. D what's your thoughts? Completely agree with every, with everything everyone has said. I think that, I, for me, I, I just make sure that I live a life in front of my, my daughter, my kids, that, um, you know, I want them to be, as they grow older, you know, be better than me. But even how we problem solve and how, um, you know, I treat her mother and how we handle things. I want to be a model. And if she can do it better than that, you know, God bless her. So for me, I think that each generation, even my mom, when I think about my parents, their generation was you get a job, you work there forever and you retire. And so each generation, we're going to be able to come up and help them, you know, with some solid principles, but that it's up to them to navigate it and move th their lives forward. And so all we can do is just give them what we have 
and don't and I like I love that no limitations allow yeah. them to you know sky is the limit so that that that's what I have to say on that topic that's real you know it's funny because my boys know my saying that I always talk about I said how you do anything is how you do everything that's right. the first thing I always tell them because I feel like at the end of the day I want them to expire for excellence right you can't be perfect, but I want them to be excellent at what they're trying to do. Right. And I think for us, you know, we're trying to model everything that we do so they can see from everything from how I treat my wife to us going out and, and spending day, day together on Fridays to, you know, how I spend time with my daughter and having daddy-daughter days. I want them yep. to inspire and look at what we're doing, modeling from those images that they see so that when they go out into that world, they know what to expect, especially for my daughter, you know, because I know all of us have daughters on this phone. And at the end of the day, you know, I want my daughter to know what to expect from her soon to be or whatever be husband in the future and know that she will not settle for anything less than what she saw modeled by her parents and so right so i think that's really important to me so you know i try to do my best in regards to allowing my children to see the person that i hope they to become or better you know and that's where i look at it from there right that's big True, guys. True, true. Well, guys, dude, man, this was a good little topic, man. I'm about to do more. Of the, I might have to do a podcast called The Brothers Day, <laughs> you know, and share some insight and some knowledge. You know, this was a little bit of fun. Uh, I appreciate you guys all reaching out today and jumping on this line. And uh, this was a good conversation, good topics. And, you know, for me, man, I'm always about, like I said before, is what if you were a fly on the wall and you were able to kind of sit down and listen to someone who had success, right? And more importantly, someone who was willing to give that information that can mentor to you and have you become a better person. It's all about becoming better. And I think Money Talk LA has been just that, real people, real money, and real talk. And it's all about us trying to figure out how to become better in our lives, how to make a better difference in the world, and more importantly, how do we become better human beings as a whole. Guys, I appreciate you brothers for reaching out and getting on the line today. We're going to wrap it up today. Guys, this is Money Talk LA from Los Angeles. Corey Chapman, I appreciate you once again for joining us and appreciate you getting online once a week and listening to Money Talk LA. You guys be well and blessed.